What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tana Demwing here with y'all, as always, coming y'all here from Louisville, Kentucky, on Thursday, December 15th. It is uh, Christmas right around the corner, and as I, I think I said on the last podcast, you know, um, schedules dropping like flies all over the place. Uh, just a, a program, you know, this may or may not be the last podcast before Christmas. Uh, depends on if I uh, do one uh, do one or two next week. Obviously, doing one this week. So we'll uh, see how things go. But just schedules dropping all over the place. Uh, and we will go over plenty of those on today's podcast. Another schedule preview extravaganza type show today. I'm going to try to keep it to, uh, you know, at least 30 minutes time. I know some of these have gone uh, a, a bit over that, uh, and when we do have so much to talk about here, schedule-wise, here uh, in December as we march towards the new year, we march towards the preseason, which uh, gets underway in January. And the first games on uh, Saturday, February the fourth, is, is when uh, those first games will be played. So let's get right into some of these schedules here on today's show, going over Denver. Georgetown, Hopkins, Yale, and Harvard. So we'll go from the Big East through the Big Ten and the Ivy League. Let's get going there right now. And as always, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Helps us grow the channel, helps us grow the podcast. If you're watching on, if you're listening on the audio format, as always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on there as well. And if you can, leave that five-star review on the Apple Podcast. Helps us grow the show uh, in that way as well. Uh, And again, if you are watching on the YouTube, uh, the video platform, as has been the case the past couple of episodes, you can, uh, I will be pulling up the schedules here so y'all can see it as well uh, as listen to me talk about them also. So let's get this screen share going here real quick. And there we go. The Denver Pioneers schedule, obviously Denver coming off of a uh, a down season really. Uh, for them last year as they were not what they usually are or what they have been there at Denver uh, as they did not make the uh, conference title game. They fell to Villanova in that uh, Big East semifinal contest, uh, did have the big non-conference win there over Ohio State and, and did beat Villanova in the regular season to the highlights there. Um, really not much to – uh, has changed for this uh, Denver squad in terms of their scheduling uh, this season. They open the year at home against Utah on February the 4th. They will then the next week play at Air Force, uh, so a Colorado battle there. And then they will uh, head east <clears throat> to play the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, there, you know, we always see Duke, North Carolina on the schedule early in the season for the Pioneers, and that is very much the case here as well in 2020 
three. Denver will then end the month of February at home against Merrimack. Uh, when you look at that February slate, um, obviously the Utah game stands out. Those have been really close games, uh, one-goal games each of the past two seasons there. Uh, Cole Brams for Utah, Alex Sathakis for Denver, some solid face-off battles there. And, and Utah, the way they play, the style they play, very, very fun to watch. Uh, That'll be uh, probably a good test again here for Denver early season, see how they look, see how things have progressed. Obviously, they want to get better, want to improve after last season. The Air Force game uh, can be interesting as well. The Duke game, obviously, the biggest early season test, the biggest test about the February for this team as they go up against the Blue Devils on the road. Uh, that's their first game out east this season. They'll make a couple trips out east as usual. And, uh, you know, the Blue Devils, another team that, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they had a bad season, um, but by any stretch, like, they were a good team, but they did uh, not make the NCAA tournament for the first time under John Donowski and, and are looking to get back into that camp very much so here in 2023. So a big contest there as usual. Um, expect a good one in Durham. Uh, back to the Denver schedule here, though. Uh, we are here on March 4th. Denver at North Carolina, another uh, trip out east to the Tall Heels State there to face the Tall Heels. They will then on March 11th play at Yale, and then on March 19th in the month uh, at home against Ohio State. And that Ohio State game last year, where Richie O'Connell, uh, Richie Connell, got involved there. You saw him get involved. Uh, one of the more involved games he was offensively. The, the Richmond transfer and expecting big things from him this year, uh, his second year there. And Denver uh, got involved very much so that Ohio State game last year, and Denver was able to beat Ohio State, uh, one of the biggest wins of the season where they really put things all together uh, offensively there. Uh, so always an interesting one. You know, an old great Western lacrosse league uh, showdown there. So uh, Denver, Ohio State, and last year, the, the series is renewed after they didn't play for a couple of years, renewed it last year, and uh, good to see that one back on the schedule here in 23. Uh, Denver will then open the season against Georgetown. They have not beaten Georgetown, I believe, the past four uh, contests, I want to say, because they played, uh, they, they, they won the first game in 2021, Denver did. They lost the second regular season game, and they beat them in, uh, they lost the regular season second game in 2021. They lost the 2021 game there uh, in the postseason. They then lost to them in the regular season last year and lost to them. Um, I know, so that'll be, yeah, four, because uh, they only played once last year, did not play in that title game. So uh, as had been the case the past three, three years. So uh, Denver, that's going to be their biggest test there at Georgetown on April 1st. That's the game to watch in the Big East, obviously, once again, uh, two of the best teams in the conference. The, uh, you know, two teams that have been in the title game the most in the Big East. Uh, Denver will then host Villanova the next week. Another big game for them, obviously, lost to the Wildcats last season in the Big East semifinals. Want to get back at that one and a game that's very much, I uh, should be and, and looks to be uh, a battle for uh, second place there in the Big East, um, you know, given Georgetown doesn't fall to anyone 
uh, like they have in the past couple of seasons and like they didn't last year. Um, Towson, they then travel to Towson. Denver does on the 13th. They will then head to, that's a midweek game, by the way. They will then play St. John's uh, there on Saturday. Uh, Big East contest there. Denver ends the season at home against Providence and then on the road at Marquette. Uh, so that is the Denver Pioneers schedule here in 2023. Obviously, uh, you, you know, the uh, Ohio State, Duke, Carolina, Yale, some games obviously to circle there non-conference-wise that uh, really could go either way, honestly, in those contests, but always ones that are going to test the, the the Pioneers and certainly going to test them this season to see how far this team has come, how far this team has improved after last year. And, and Carolina will be a test for the Tar Heels as well. They're trying to improve also. Moving on to the Georgetown Hoyas, sticking in, in the Big East here. The Hoyas, obviously the class of the Big East. Uh, they're looking to kind of bounce back after last season, uh, which had a great year, two losses, uh, one to Princeton and one to Delaware in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And uh, we're going to bounce back and show people that, hey, like, you know, last year we played a schedule that was tough and very much uh, it's the practically the same schedule here. Um, yeah, the, the only they dropped Mount St. Mary's, dropped Utah, and added high points. So, like, this is practically the same schedule as last year. Uh, you know, Denver, I mentioned the same thing, very similar schedule as well. So, Georgetown playing the same kind of schedule that they did last year. A challenging schedule, a tough schedule, obviously, um, and, and and looking to you know they've got a bunch of transfers in here. Tucker Dordovic, uh being you know kind of the uh, the, the headliner there with the Hoyas, uh, Minicus from Colgate. You've got Hanks in from Dartmouth in Cage, and, and a plethora of other guys. Mazone in from Hopkins on the defensive end. So um, you know really trying to fit all these transfers together on top of a, of a solid returning core as well and trying to, you know, add some more depth. Obviously, that was a big problem for them last year. And, uh, you know, we're able to get get out a lot of wins, but never felt like they played 100% their best lacrosse and caught up to them in the end. We'll see this season another challenging schedule. As I mentioned, they opened the season at Johns Hopkins. Uh, they, uh, that game was in uh, was at Georgetown last season. Uh, to open the year as well for both teams. I, uh, actually, it was the second game for Hopkins, but first game for Georgetown uh, there to open the season last year on the road uh, uh, at home against Hopkins. And uh, Georgetown uh, took care of business in that one, if you will remember. Uh, th- this is this is really the, the, the stretch that I'm really interested in here. So um, February 18th, February 25th, and March 4th. In terms of non-conference play, this is the toughest stretch for Georgetown of the season. Obviously, you open against Johns Hopkins. I expect Johns Hopkins to be improved. We'll see how how much they really are. Then they will go and they will uh, host Penn. They will host Notre Dame. And then they will travel to Princeton. Um, Penn, obviously a very good team. They return a lot of their talent back from last season uh, from a team that went to the NCAA quarterfinals, Birkenshaw and Cage and Zuzai at the faceoff dot, really the only two uh, question marks there, and, and I'm sure that they can answer those. Um, Georgetown, though, um, beat Penn last season 11-8. to eight. We'll see how this one goes this time around. Uh, expect another good one there. 
Notre Dame. This was a 16 to, is it 11 or 12 uh, uh, game last season, Georgetown win in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame kind of had a spark at the end, but Georgetown controlled the game for the most of it. Uh, Notre Dame obviously had a spark last season late in the, the year on, I think it was a seven or eight game winning streak, uh, misses the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the Irish are still upset about that, but um, you know, they lost to Georgetown, one of the first games of the year, and uh, they play again, early season contest, excited for that one. And, and really two teams that have some big transfer pieces, and it's going to be interesting to see how those teams work against each other and, and how each of those teams, um, you know, have filled those holes with those transfers they've gotten. Um, Princeton, this is the team that beat Georgetown last season in non-conference play. I can't remember exactly what the – final score was, but they're at Princeton this year. I'm excited for this one. Uh, these are two teams that uh, Princeton certainly you know, loses some pieces there. George Bond, Eric Peters on defense, Chris Brown, the quarterback attackman, uh, you know, moved to quarterback attackman last season. And it was really phenomenal for them. So Princeton has a lot of question marks. They lose a lot of pieces and obviously they can't, they can't fill that with a transfer portal, uh, but they fill that with depth that they had from last season. Uh, Georgetown, uh, loses some key pieces, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and they fill those pieces with transfers and with depth. Uh, you look at who, who replaces Owen McElroy, who uh, replaces Dylan Watson on offense. Um, you know, the uh, Zach Geddes, those guys at the defensive midfield, you lose some pieces. So, um, you know, we'll see how Georgetown fills those holes there, and, and it's going to be important they do so here. Uh, uh, before this Princeton game, which I think uh, arguably could be the toughest non-conference game of the season. Um, in my, I think in my fall top 10, I had Princeton, uh, I think at six, five or six there. I think this is a team that very much has the talent as Georgetown does to make championship weekend here in 2023. And Princeton obviously would be doing it for a second time. So a uh, very, very tough game there against Princeton. Uh, they're then against Richmond and they're against High Point on the 11th and the 18th. That Richmond game is at home. We'll see how that one goes. Richmond's always consistent. These two uh, have had some really good battles in the past, uh, over the past couple of seasons. Uh, Georgetown High Point, interested to see how that one goes. It's a neutral side game. High Point losing actually resulting. This is going to be a big test for the Panthers, who have a, a very, very tough schedule here uh, in 2023. I'll go over that maybe on, on next podcast. Haven't been able to get to all these schedules. We've got so many. Uh, but we'll go over some of these mid-major ones here in, in about a week or so. Uh, Georgetown and Lehigh, obviously this is another, and they also will play Loyola uh, on the road there. So two top Patriot League teams the Hoyas have to face. Um, I believe it was Lehigh who knocked off Georgetown uh, in 2021. We'll see how this one goes. Um, Going to be a good face-off battle there. James Riley, Mikey Sisselberger uh, there for Georgetown and for Lehigh uh, there in that one. Obviously, we talked about the Denver game with Denver, uh, a game that we, we could be seeing a, a preview of a conference title game, conference semifinal game here with Georgetown and Denver. These two teams know each other very well. Georgetown has owned the series in recent history. Uh, that opens the month of April for uh, Georgetown and opens Big East play for them as well. On April 8th, they play Providence. First year head coach Bobby Benson. Uh, then they will travel to Marquette on the 15th. On the 18th, they travel to Loyola in that game that we already uh, mentioned there, one of the two non-con games uh, later in the season against a Patriot League opponent. 
They will then travel to St. John's, supposed to head coach there as well, and Justin Tully. And then they will end the season against Villanova, which is going to be a, a rematch of that Big East title game last season. And I'm really interested to see what Georgetown does here. Um, if they beat Denver, they, they more or less lock up that first, uh, that, that top seed in the Big East, uh, especially if Denver ends up beating Villanova. Uh, so we'll see how things go here. This uh, this could be a battle for first place, could be a battle uh, for, uh, will be a battle between top teams in the Big East nonetheless, but could very well have postseason implications for the Big East tournament as well. And uh, we saw how Villanova played late in that game, was able to come back last season against the Hoyas. We'll see how this one goes. I like Villanova a lot again this season. They're always right there on the bubble, right there in the mix. We'll see if they can knock off Georgetown here. They have not beaten Georgetown in quite a while. So that is the Hoyas schedule. Obviously, the Penn, Notre Dame, Princeton, that stretch there, very, very difficult. Uh, and the and the one aspect of the season that once again you really circle and really highlighting those three games, how they how they perform in those games, I think is going to show a lot, as well as the Hopkins game is going to show a lot as to how much this team has grown from last season, how much deeper they've gotten from last season. And hey, have you answered those question marks that you have? We mentioned Dylan Watson gone, your top goal scorer, the biggest attackman of the year. We mentioned Owen McElroy gone in cage. Uh, is it going to be Schraffenberger? Is it going to be Hicks? Uh, Hicks, you've got two solid options there. Hicks, the transfer from Dartmouth. Uh, Michael Schraffenberger, the sophomore. So uh, the, we we got a lot of lot of questions here with Georgetown, but uh, you know, defensive midfield is a spot where I think they need to get deeper at as well. Uh, so you know, a lot of those questions will be answered there, or you know, could or should be answered there in that early season stretch there. Uh, Penn, Notre Dame, and Princeton, especially uh, Richmond, High Point, possibly trap games. Uh, I, I would say I would lean more on the side of High Point, uh, just how much they've lost uh, from last season, especially in Asher Knowlton. Moving on to the next uh, schedule here. Let me uh, go back to this real quick. Let me go back to here real quick and uh, share this screen again. I gotta close these tabs out before we can go to the Hopkins schedule here. Um, share screen. Boom, there we go. Here is the Hopkins schedule in 2023. They open the season. Uh, we talked about this a little bit with Jacksonville. Uh, back when they released their schedule, this is a big game for the for the for the uh, the Dolphins. Um, and this again, uh, w w in in respect to Hopkins, not much changes. They dropped Towson, which I'm very disappointed about. Um, but they don't move in in really anywhere else here in terms of adding teams and all of that. So a uh, very similar schedule to last season for Hopkins as well. Uh, just uh, different locations where they're playing, obviously. Uh, open the season down in uh, the Sunshine State against Jacksonville. They'll be interested to see how they do against the Dolphins, who are going to be a really good team this year, are the favorites to win the A-Sun, obviously. And uh, they gave Hopkins uh, a, a piece of their mind last year, and uh, th they very well could beat them uh, here in 2023. Obviously, 
Hopkins gets the win last year, a phenomenal second half defensive performance. We'll see what they do this year against the Dolphins down there at the Rock in Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County. Um, Hopkins will then open their season against Georgetown. We just mentioned that game a second ago, uh, but this is going to be a big time test here for for the Blue Jays. Obviously, want to bounce back after what was and like. I've said this before, what was not a good season, obviously, for Hopkins. They didn't make the uh, tournament, NCAA tournament. Uh, they you know, weren't necessarily that good um, against some of the better teams, most notably Maryland. But, um, you know, who was an exceptional great team last season and one of the all-time great teams of all time, certainly in recent history. So, um, you know, Hopkins, you want to get back Russell Melendez, a transfer they got that I really, really like. Uh, Scott Smith, a defenseman that I, I'm a big fan of, and y'all know I was a big fan of Hopkins' defense last season. I think Jamison Kostner's done a fantastic job as defensive coordinator. It's the offense, really, that hasn't clicked, and we'll see against Georgetown. It's going to be a tough defense once again. Do they click? Um, and then same thing against Loyola. That was a close game last year. It was a game that was eerily similar to the Jacksonville game in a sense that it was defense that won them that game, and a lot of games, defense won them last season, uh, to be honest. But uh, that's going to be a tough one as well. Obviously, Battle of Charles Street. Um, Hopkins has won, was it each of the past two seasons, uh, two games, I-, I think now? I know they were kind of alternating there for uh, a-, a second. Well, you know, Loyola won one, Hopkins won one, Loyola won one. I think Hopkins might have the last two, if I'm not mistaken. If not, it's they won uh, two out of the last four and split the last split those last four, I should say. So, uh, you know, obviously always teams get up for that one. Uh, Hopkins and Utah on the 25th, and that ends the regular, uh, that ends the month of February uh, for the Blue Jays, and that'll be interesting as well. Uh, Utah getting some really good competition here, and we'll see how Hopkins does against that interesting Utah team, the style they play. Uh, you know, kind of run and gun, fast-paced lacrosse. You'll love to watch it. Um, and then the St. Joseph's game is going to be interesting as well. Uh, Zach Cole, obviously, Carter Cage, a ton of talent. Levi Anderson, a ton of talent on that uh, St. Joseph's team. That's a team that very much could win an NCAA tournament game. Nearly did last year against Yale. Expected to be just as good here in 2023 as they move to the Atlantic 10. Uh, the uh, the uh, the, uh, what's it called? The name's escaping me. The uh, cup they play for, um, uh, Doyle Smith Cup is what it is. I almost said Kyle Simmons. That's Hobart Hughes. Uh, the uh, Doyle Smith Cup there, Johns Hopkins and Virginia. Always an exciting one between those two. Virginia, one of the top two teams in the country heading into the season, very much so. Going to be a tough one here for Hopkins. If they beat the Hoos, that's going to be a good sign for uh, the Blue Jays and some of the Blue Jay faithful. They then, and this is the, this is where things kind of went wrong last year. Now they beat Syracuse last year in a game that was pretty ugly. I'll, I'll admit that. And I want to see both these teams play better this year. Syracuse got a bunch of transfers, got a bunch of young guys in there, Joyce Bellina, most notably that uh, are going to be difference makers here and in the future. We'll see how that one goes. Hopkins, I mentioned Melendez and, and you add him with, a bunch of guys, Peshko and, and a bunch of those guys that I think should and, and could very well step up on offense. Scott Smith on, on 
on defense, a guy I'm a big fan of, as I mentioned earlier. So we'll see Syracuse Hopkins, how that one goes down this year in the Dome. Uh, Navy and Delaware. That, uh, for Hopkins fans, is a nightmare from last season. You lost to Navy at home for the first time since 1969. You then lost to Delaware, a really good Delaware team, by the way. But they weren't playing their best at that point in the season. I will admit that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this 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 little stretch here. Basically, the month of March. What happens in March, I think, is going to be very interesting with Hawkins. From you look at the St. Joe's game, they could lose that. Uh, the, the, the Michigan game, Michigan very much that opens the Big Ten. Michigan wants to bounce back after a season where they ended the season. Very, very disappointingly. So we'll see how things go in the month of March. I think that's going to tell you a lot about this team, tell you a lot about where this team could go, certainly in Big Ten play. Um, now, after that Michigan game, they've got Rutgers. That opens the uh, month of April. Rutgers, another transfer portal-infused team, transfer portal-impacted team with a bunch of dudes coming in there. Not as much as in the past. Uh, in terms of that top-end quality and the offense certainly uh, returns a lot more than they did last season, but still a transfer-impacted team nonetheless, and a team that I would say is better than, than, than Hopkins. Hopkins almost beat Rutgers last season, so we'll see what they do here in 2023. Uh, expect a uh, tough battle there, as always, in the Big Ten. You will then have the at Penn State on the 8th, against Ohio State on the 15th, and the big Hopkins-Maryland game is in College Park this year. Now, one one thing that, like, doing these schedule breakdowns and all that, 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 that uh, I find interesting as I do some research on some of these series, I, you know, I didn't realize this little tidbit. Hopkins hasn't beaten Ohio State. They have a four-game losing streak against Ohio State. Now, two of those games came in 2021, uh, one last season as well. So, uh, they have not beaten Ohio State since 2019. Uh, remember, they didn't play in 2020. So, uh, no, we'll see how that one goes. And this is a Ohio State defense with Bobby Van, Bobby Van Buren, Marcus Hudgens, uh, and, and those guys. That is going to be scary as all get out. Um, Jack Miles on Jack Myers, but she will Calandra on offense. We'll see how those guys do that as well. So, Ohio State team is going to be very good. Uh, before that, you've got a Penn State team that's looking to bounce back as well after a pathetic season last year that was really impacted by injuries, but, uh, you know, had a lot of close losses, I, I will admit, and I've said before, I think Penn State bounces back. To what extent? We don't know, uh, but we'll see how they do this year. And obviously, Kevin Winkoff, a bunch of those guys transferring in there, grad transfers to uh, get some more maturity, get some more experience on that roster. And the big one to end the season for Hopkins on on April 22nd against Maryland. That is one that they have not won in a while. I think it's five games they haven't beaten Maryland in, so uh, they're going to want to get that one back for sure. And uh, if they if they beat Maryland, I think it's going to be a good sign for Hopkins. I, I will just say that. Things have not been great there recently, but I think if they do beat Maryland, should be a very good sign. Let's move to the Yale Bulldogs here moving into the Ivy League. Uh, and again, a very similar schedule to what we're used to seeing. They open the season on the 19th against Villanova. That is a Sunday game. Very interesting to put that on a Sunday. And I'm 
frankly excited about that. Well, we get to see this game a standalone. So at Villanova, the 25th, they are against Penn State. At home, that's the Yale's home opener there at Lee Stadium. Both those games are usually tough. Both those games are usually tight. Penn State upset Yale last season. If you remember, the best win for Penn State, as I mentioned, a team looking to bounce back after what was a down season for them a year ago, as well as in 2021. One, I think, four games, two games last year, maybe reverse that. But, um, you know, we'll see how things go in that one. Uh, always competitive in that, in those two teams, as well as the Villanova-Yale game. That was a uh, – was that a one or two-goal game last year as well? I feel like it was like 16 to like 13 or 12, yeah. So um, – and I know Matt Brandau had like six goals in that game. It was ridiculous. Uh, Matt Brandau, my favorite to win the uh, – my pick right now to win the toilet team, by the way. So I've mentioned that before uh, on here throughout the offseason. Uh, they will then travel to UMass on the 4th. I believe this is the second straight year they play at UMass, um, which is interesting. Um, and that's always a game that's that's tough as well. Uh, you got a little Connecticut, a little Massachusetts thing going on there, rivalry. Um, always, always a good, always a good game. Uh, the Yale Denver game was was pretty good last year, uh, as I mentioned in the Denver section, and and Denver obviously wanted to bounce back. Yale's a team that returns practically everybody. I mean, you lose Chris Fake, you lose Brian Tevlin. The defense has got to get better. Michael Alexander is a guy I like there. Um, and then you look at, you know, you know Matt Brandau, Chris Lyons, Leo Johnson. All, you know, Matt Brandau is the veteran there, and you got a bunch of young guns who got a lot of playing time last year, and, and we'll see how things develop uh, here in 23. Uh, Cohen, the uh, LSM, I'm a big fan of as well. Um, and then, so after the Denver game, they get right into Ivy League play. Remember, Ivy League, for whatever reason, starts later than everybody else. They have to be different, don't they? Um, Yale opens Ivy League play against Cornell. They will then travel to Princeton, and then uh, that ends the month of March. The Cornell game, Cornell obviously made the uh, tournament, uh, made the final game last year, the championship game in the NCAA tournament. Um, uh, surprisingly, actually, I didn't see that this time last year, uh, but they did it, and credit to them, CJ Coast and company, uh, Mike Adler there on uh, defense. is a phenomenal team, phenomenal group. They got there, kind of music does, and they were telling a whole heck of a lot. Bennett Abladian comes in as a transfer from Bryant, rare Ivy League transfer, I should say. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how, how this game goes. Could be a preview of a postseason game, as always. And uh, we'll see how Yale does against the Big Red this season. I believe they lost to them last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yale did beat Princeton last year. They do. It was like a 16-11, something like that. High-scoring game. A lot of high-scoring Ivy League games last year. Uh, Yale goes to Princeton this year. Uh, they beat Princeton in the regular season. They lost to them uh, in the uh, NCAA quarterfinals. Yale wants to get back for that one. Princeton, we mentioned uh, on the show, also uh, just – uh, section or two, uh, segment or two ago, uh, and what they return and what they lose. Uh, big Ivy League matchup there. Uh, Yale will then play Penn on the road to open the month of April. They then face Boston U in a midweek game that's in New Haven this year. Yale throttled Boston U last season. I'm interested to see, you know, Vince DeAlto, 
uh, the, the, these guys, Roy Meyer, a uh, bunch of talented guys on both ends, Connor Calderon at the faceoff dot on both ends uh, for this Boston U team. We'll see how they do against Yale this time around. Boston U lost to every, beat everybody but Ivy League teams last year. Uh, lost to Harvard, lost to Yale, lost to Princeton twice. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good Boston U team. It's going to be a good team again this year as well. So we'll see if they can improve against Yale. Um, and that one's in New Haven this year. The Yale-Penn game, again, we talked about Penn a second ago and how much they bring back. Um, ben Smith, obviously the hero of the uh, NCAA tournament, the uh, you know late season emoji there for Penn. We'll see how things go in that one as well. Um, I can't remember who won that series, that game last year, but uh, expect to be a tough one. Remember these teams played, was it three times in the 2020, 2019 season? So, uh, you know, could be another, uh, again, with all these Ivy League games with these top teams, could be a preview of something else to come later. Um, Yale is at home against Dartmouth, at home against Brown. They travel to Albany on the 21st and they travel to Harvard on the 29th. That was a Harvard game last year, was a uh, overtime victory for Yale. I expect a same kind of contest here in 2023 as well with all that Harvard brings back. Uh, Sam King and company there on that offense. Uh, they, they've got a, a young defense, obviously you have to replace uh, a talented goalie in Kyle Mullen, but every other spot, and, and, and I think they are going to get better. They've got a good, solid group at the faceoff dot. I think they should get better there, but we'll see what they do in cage. I think this is a Hollywood team that, obviously, we I, I talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast. I think there's a YouTube clip I put up of that little segment there of, of talking about what Hollywood has this season. So uh, th that's going to be really the one kind of late season for Yale that I circle, and also is going to be the one late season for Harvard that I circle as we head to the uh, schedule here for the Crimson as well. And uh, Harvard, I like what they've done here with this schedule. They 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 they're going to test themselves this year. They're going to test themselves. Uh, they dropped Fairfield, NJIT, and Ohio State. The good Ohio State team, as we mentioned, they add Bucknell. Vermont and Virginia, I would say you combine those three with the three they dropped, and that's a better slate than you get there. If they, you know, Bucknell, Vermont, both tough teams, obviously lose some pieces there, but uh, both very tough teams, and those teams, uh, those games all early in the season here, as you can see on the 25th against Bucknell, who's always a tough team to face. Coach Pedraka does an incredible job there. They've got a bunch of guys come back, Chris Davis and and a bunch of those guys that were freshmen last season, uh, Rich O'Halloran and, and, and Cage, uh, Nick Cravado at the faceoff dot, going to be a strong Bucknell team once again. Uh, Vermont was actually just writing about <clears throat> Vermont earlier this today for a, for a piece that's uh, coming out in, in, in January. And, uh, you know, Vermont obviously loses Thomas McConvey, obviously loses Ryan Cornell, but, you know, they've got some guys back. There, um, Pope was was a guy that I liked that I think can step up a lot this season. David Klosterman, I believe, is one of the guys back uh, for that team as well. Um, I may be thinking of someone else, but I, they do have a ton of guys back. Practically the entire defense is back uh, from last season. 
And uh, yeah, so going to be a, the favorite to win the Ivy, uh, the uh, excuse me, the America East once again. Uh, their faceoff man's name is escaping me. Tommy Burke. There we go. Tommy Burke, faceoff man for Vermont. Um, so yeah, that's a tough stretch to open the season. Obviously, you have Virginia there, Connor Schellenberger, Griffin Schutz um, there to to, to kind of help lead that offense. Evan Zena, guy that uh, certainly to watch there with. Virginia, um, and then you look at, at Cole Kastner, a tremendous defender there on the backside for them, and that's a, a defense that I expect to be improved uh, in terms of its consistency from last season is Virginia. So uh, Harvard starts the season with a, a pretty solid stretch there. Uh, Virginia on the road, you're at home against Bucknell, at home against Vermont, and the Michigan game is one. You know, Michigan, we mentioned just a minute ago, with Josh Zawada, uh, Ryan Cohen, and, and those guys, they get Bryce Clay back. Um, you know, defense has improved. Um, obviously, Shane Carter was the goalie last season. It's, you know, he's back. So, um, you know, defense has improved. Ryan Schreiber and those guys, um, they struggled late last year, lost their final six or seven games. And I also talked about Michigan a little bit uh, on a former part on a recent podcast as well if you want to go back and listen to that so well we've talked about practically every team here in the off season uh that we can um that's another uh, interesting game for harvard they beat them michigan last year and, and that obviously they are march 11. they're going to want to get them in cambridge this time around uh the harvard brown game opens the ivy league season um I believe that's the game where was it Kyle Mullen, whoever it was, had like a bunch of ridiculous saves um, in that game against Brown last season and, and Harvard beat them in that one. I would uh, expect Harvard to probably win that one. I'm, for me, at least, the jury's kind of out on what Brown's going to be in 2023. Still a good team, I think, but jury's kind of out on exactly are they going to be what they were last season. Uh, which was a good team that I think won a lot of good games and, uh, you know, could do that again. Uh, but, but again, the, the Harvard, I, I think the, maybe a little bit better than them, certainly a bit younger um, Harvard is than a lot of these Ivy League teams also. Uh, so they open the season, open the Ivy League play against Brown. They will then play at Boston U. And uh, Harvard beat Boston U last season. Boston U, that's going to be a big one there. Um that Boston U wants to get back at them for because as I said Boston U lost to three teams. Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. They want to get back at Harvard for sure. Uh, we've yet to see Boston U's schedule. We know they play Yale. I don't know if they play Princeton or not. Uh, they, they play both these other teams. We'll see if they play Princeton as well. So Harvard then plays at Dartmouth. Um, could be an interesting one there as well. Dartmouth, a team that's getting better. And uh, obviously has a big question mark in, in goal with Hicks, Hicks down at uh, Georgetown now, but could be an interesting one there as well. Uh, the Hollywood Colgate game opens the month of April. That one was a tight one last season as well. Uh, really for Hollywood, this final stretch here is, I think, what matters the most and what's going to tell you the most about this team in terms of where their potential could be as in terms of the postseason. Obviously, you have to win your regular season games, have to have that record in the regular season to get into the postseason. 
and uh, Hollywood missed the Ivy League tournament last year, but made the NCAA tournament uh, and fell in the first round to Rutgers, a much better team than them um, in many regards. Harvard in April, they've got Cornell at home. They have on the eighth. They have Harvard, they have Penn at home on the fifteenth. They're then at Princeton on the twenty second, and they're at home against Yale on the 29th. Uh, you play what I would consider the four best Ivy League teams back to back to back to back. That's tough. That's tough, and the Ivy League schedule doesn't change that much at all. It, like any given year, it's pretty much the same. There's been some tweaks and stuff over the years, but typically it stays that way for quite some time. So uh, this is the same schedule they had last year in the Ivy League play, just as tough. If Harvard can win those games, Cornell, Penn, Princeton, Yale, they, they, I don't think they win all four. If they can win three of those games, I'm going to be very, very impressed. I think this is going to be a good Harvard team, as I've mentioned throughout the offseason, but this can be a great Harvard team if they win those, those uh, at least three of those final four games. Heck, even if they beat two of those games, I'm going to be very impressed with them. And I do think they can beat Yale. As I mentioned, I think that was a, a question I got on the pod uh, back over the summer. Can Harvard beat Yale? They almost did it last year. So why can't they do it this year? Uh, that Harvard-Yale game means more than it ever has now that Harvard is trending back in the right direction. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. As always, you can connect with us on social media at Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to the podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can watch the podcast as well. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. You can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket podcast anywhere you get your podcast as well. As always, leave a five-star review, subscribe on any of those audio platforms. LacrosseBucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. I will see y'all maybe next week, maybe after Christmas, but we will be back very soon to talk as much lacrosse as possible as we march towards the preseason and march towards the college lacrosse season in the new year.